Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with someone who has an incredible story, a graciously kind teammate, and one of the best keepers in the game. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met throughout my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. If you're loving our episodes so far, please show us some love in the reviews and rate us five stars. Also, be sure to S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. It would mean the world to us. All right, we've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Amber Hill is our guest this week, and her story never ceases to amaze me. Having had her now 15-year-old daughter, Jordan, her junior year of college playing for Syracuse, she has climbed up every mountain to get to where she is today. Finishing her master's as we speak, playing at the highest level of women's box lacrosse there is, and giving back to her community in ways that inspire us all, Amber is pretty much superwoman. Amber and I were teammates in Athletes Unlimited Season 1 in 2021, and I quickly learned how much she valued conversations and living in the moment with a heart full of gratitude. The way she speaks about the origins of the game we all know and love and what it means to play lacrosse at the highest level for her makes me know that she is going to continue inspiring so many people around the world with her story and the way she goes about life. I am so pumped for you all to learn from Amber in this episode. Let's dive right in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dream On Pod. It's me, Kylie O'Miller, your host. Today, we have a really special guest. Amber Hill is with us, and I am so excited because I haven't seen her since 2021. Um, Amber is a Athletes Unlimited player and facilitator. Um, she's the Haudenosaunee National, Nationals captain from 2006 to 2019. She competed in four world championships. She holds Syracuse's number two all-time single-season saves record. She's coached at Niagara University and Hilbert College. Um, She's part of the World Lacrosse Women's Box Lacrosse Working Group. She has two gold medals at the highest level for Women's Box Lacrosse in the Ontario Women's Box Lacrosse League and a gold medal for Women's Arena Lacrosse League with with Six Nations Snipers in 2018. So Amber, is uh, she's got a decorated resume um, and she's an even better person than her resume says. So um, I'm just really grateful to have you here, Amber. I'm just excited to kind of tap into all the conversations that we're going to have tonight for our listeners. And um, it's so good to see you. Thank you for being here. It's good to see you. And thank you for having me. I'm, like I said, so honored to be a part of all of this and everything you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, before we get started, um, something we'd like to do on the Dream On podcast is uh, be off to a good start. So we're kind of just tapping into where you're at right now as we're recording. So for those of you listening, it is Tuesday, November 22nd. 2022. Ooh, 11, 22, 22. That's going to have some good luck to it. I love it. Um, It's about 6.30 PM. Um, So what is something that you are thankful for today, Amber? Oh goodness. Just one thing. (laughs) I am thankful for my family, Uh, especially now that uh, my daughter is home and I was able to bring her. She hasn't been home since August 26th. Uh, and, uh, Jordan, as some of you know, that if you know me, this, my daughter's been attached to my hip since day one, we do everything together. So, um, 
taking her to boarding school and dropping her off there and her living in Connecticut for these past couple months has been um, very hard for me. Uh, not so much for her. I, I, I feel like she's very much blossomed into a beautiful young lady. Um, but now she's home. I brought her home this past weekend after her last tournament. And it's just my house feels like home again now that she's home. So. Oh, beautifully said just in time for Thanksgiving too. Yes. I love it. Um, what is something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today? Well, I work as an operations manager, um, at a medical, uh, products company doing everything as the operations manager. Uh, but I am proud to say that I was able to, uh, rush out an order of 10 cribs to New York city because of the RSV that's Oh, happening like to all these poor babies and with the winter and COVID and um, my company builds NICU cribs. So we are able to rush assemble and set the freight up and get them out right away to a hospital down in the city. So wow. felt really good about that. Yeah. They were in a panic. They're trying to find out who, where, what can we, where can we get these? So we hooked them up and I feel good about that. That's, you should feel great about that. That's Little babies awesome. have somewhere to sleep tomorrow morning because of me. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Um, all right. What is something you are pumped to go out and chase? Could be with the rest of your week or the rest of the next couple of years. What's something you're pumped to chase? Uh, finally finishing my master's degree. That would be great. Um, like we had talked about before uh, the start of the podcast is like the, the empowerment behind saying no and I have been taking on so many projects, some extremely unnecessary uh, to some degree, <laughs> um, and not being able to focus on myself and doing what I need to do for me. And, you know, being, you know, hardcore 110% super mom for, you know, 15 years and, and helping everybody else, you know, pull them up with me. Um, it's time for me and I need to finish my master's. It's time, you know, the gray hairs are coming in. Like it's- Oh, stop. You can't <laughs> <laughs> I need imaginary. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's amazing and you know beautifully said as well too right like just giving 110% for everyone around you and it's yeah. time to give 110% back to yourself um so I'm excited to see you with that master's degree it's something I don't have either so eventually I'll, I'll have to go back and get that too yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a drive for sure it's a doozy yeah <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about your journey to finding the game we all love so much. Um, so for backstory, I met Amber for the first time last year in Athletes Unlimited um, in the 2021 first inaugural season. And I'm so grateful that I did. We played on a couple teams together. We got to play against each other. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I got to meet you and get to hear a lot about your story um, and then get to meet Jordan as well and be able to see that connection that you two have and that bond. Um, so I'm just excited to dive more into it. That's something that I love about the Dream On podcast is I get to like really dive into some of my friends that are, I already have and like have deeper conversations. Um, so how do, how were you introduced to the sport of lacrosse? Uh, well, uh, I, I give like the same spiel, like every time, you know, my, my people created the game, the Haudenosaunee came from, um, it's on our creation story. It's, it's part of our culture. It's a part of really who we are. Um, I really can't imagine it not playing or not contributing in some way, shape or form. Um, so growing up on territory, you know, everyone had a stick in their hand. 
Uh, and when our men are born, when, when we have sons, you, you put a wooden stick in their cradle with them. So they're, they're born with sticks in their hands. And, you know, uh, I did the same for my daughter, um, though in our culture, um, though it's changing, thankfully, um, one little bit of the generation at a time, um, I did the same for Jordan because I believe that, you know, our women are just as powerful and just as strong and should also be able to play this game. Uh, it's taken me all around the world and allowed me to meet so many incredible people like yourself. So um, I was very thankful to have a lot of boy cousins that grew up playing the game. And, you know, I just wanted to be so cool like them. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't grow up traditionally because my grandparents went to residential uh, boarding schools. So my dad never, you know, had any of his traditional teachings or language. Uh, so I didn't know the tie-ins of the game until, oh, geez, until I, until I went to college and, and I met Jordan's father, who's from Onondaga. So, um, so yeah, it just kind of was, uh, I just came full circle was happenstance because none of my cousins really grew up traditionally either. Um, so being introduced to the game just by living on territory uh, and I'm very lucky to have had the upbringing, <laughs> the upbringing that I did. I say that because it was, it was a really rough upbringing. Um, a lot of people know I didn't have running water growing up. Um, we had a well that somehow got oil and soap in it. So we didn't have the well either. And, you know, um, we had basically a roof and four walls and that's it, you know, had a toilet to, uh, it was a bucket with a lid on it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just having like a really interesting upbringing, not being able to, you know, go to tournaments and, you know, be on a club team. Like that's not, that's not at all how I grew up. I just played backyard ball with my cousins and then got to play in a disciplined structure, you know, when I got to middle school and just kind of grew from there. Wow. So the first time you played a disciplined structure of lacrosse was in middle school, you mentioned, right? Yeah, like seventh, sixth, sixth, seventh. Awesome. Really, really cool. And how did you find the goalkeeping position? Uh, well, when you're left-handed and fearless, uh, they tend to just stick you in there when nobody wants <laughs> to be in that. So, and, you know, all my boy cousins were rough. I grew up with you know, getting the noogies and the big whatever wedgies and getting shoved to the ground and getting tossed in trash cans and rolled down the hill against my will. And um, yeah, so it was a little or a lot rough around the edges. A lot of my, a lot of my Syracuse teammates can attest to that. Um, I have since softened, obviously, but um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. So, you know, I went out there and uh, I originally was an attacker because uh, I just bulldozed through people, you know, no boundaries. I know I'm dating myself. I'll just chase the ball down wherever it went in the bush line. Um, but yeah, they're like, we need, we need a goalie. And I was like, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, whatever, like, are we, can I, can we still win? Like whatever. Yeah. And I just was fearless, like let it hit me. And my dad said, you know, if it hit me, it was because my hands weren't fast enough. So <laughs> kind of how it just started <laughs> oh that's an awesome line <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is no, awesome line. no pity I'd be like oh my god I have one here and when he well your hands weren't fast enough 
you know, on my side, I would just blame it on me taking a bad shot, you know, <laughs> right? blame it on the attacker. It's the attacker's fault for not being able to shoot the ball. <laughs> yeah, no, not so much as my fault. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so what do you think some of the, you know, kind of growing up a little bit more traditionally within the sport, what do you think are some of the lessons that you learned playing the sport at a young age that you've taken now into your professional career, or even your career at, at Syracuse, playing the game in a more disciplined structure? Oh, well, it was rough coming from uh, a culture of no discipline. Uh, and I say that in that, like the, the old joke is, you know, someone's running on end in time. Um, cause, cause in my culture, like we, we didn't go by clocks, right? Like that was, we get there when we get there that, and, and I didn't realize like, that's not how like the outside world functions, right? Like if you have an appointment at three, you're there at two forty-five. Meanwhile, like, I'm like, okay, the appointment's at three, I'm there at three ten. Like I'm here. Like, what do you want from me? Like mm -hmm. I'm here, you know? So um, coming from that structure and even going through like high school across, like our, you know, our, our coaches from, were from territory. So, you know, I remember like one practice, a girl didn't have her cleats. So she just like ran barefoot. Like yeah, it was, there was, there was no, it, it was, the, it did not prepare me for Syracuse. That's like the best thing is the best way to describe it. Um, and then, you know, not having, um, you know, like strength and conditioning expectations, uh, you know, <laughs> my coach would like, we would have to run a mile, you know, to, for physical, whatever testing in the beginning. And I'm like, I'm a goalie, I don't run. Yeah, and, and the fact that I could say that to my coach, you know, or whomever, and I'm a goalie, I don't run. And then nothing happened. Mm like still to this day, like I think back and, you know, like, you know, I'll be driving around in the shower and I'm like, oh, like, oh my God, what? Whoa. Oh, my cheeks get hot. And I'm just like, I can't believe I ever said that or acted like that. Or that was my, where my head was like, oh my goodness. So, um, children don't go <laughs> like you must run. You have to be the fastest kid on the team. Like, don't ever, please, please do not emulate that behavior. Oof. So, um, and then, um, getting to Syracuse, um, and a lot of people don't know this. I wasn't recruited to play at Syracuse. I walked on, um, I, um, but I bothered, I was a gnat to Lisa Miller. Cause that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to go play where Gary and Paul played and, you know, Casey and Ryan and like, I, I wanted to go and I was just gonna be like the next, like, they're going to retire my Jersey next. Like, and, uh, yeah, Lisa was not having it. Lisa um, definitely um, put me in the place that I belonged, um, though she she also was a little rough. Uh, love you, Lisa. Love you so much. I would definitely not be uh, who I am today. Um, my nickname was Perpetually Late. <laughs> um, we almost missed a flight because of me. Um, but there was just so many things. Like I wasn't, I didn't know how to advocate for myself. So like my first semester, I'm taking like seven or eight classes because mm. I, I had no idea. I, because I was a walk-on, you know, you have your athletic advisor and your academic. I, I slipped through the cracks and I didn't have an athletic advisor until like a couple weeks in. And I met mm. Stephanie and Stephanie's like, oh no, baby, like, what are you doing? No. Oh my goodness. No. Like, why are you, why do you have six classes a day? What's happening? 
So yeah, I was taking like 21 credits my first fall semester. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I love biology. I yeah. love oh my gosh. Oh, this is so great. Like I want to learn everything. So yeah. So that was rough. So anyway, um, yeah. Uh, you know, being on, on time to practice, like being ready to go. I learned, you know, um, in, in the first few days, I also had never ridden public transport before. I didn't know how to take a bus. Um, you know, there's not like sidewalks. We have one light on the res, like right near the school, you know, like I, I thought the bus just came and got you. I didn't know that there was a schedule. Um, like it was just such a complete culture shock on top of being away from everybody that I grew up with, like our, my little circle of like my territory, like people that I see every day on a daily basis. And then the culture shock and having to, having to run and lift and not knowing how to do any of that, which sounds I'm sure strange in today's day and age. Like I have no idea what a dumbbell was. So I'm expected to, you know, be at lifts in the morning and I have to practice <laughs> and I have class, like, when do I shower and yeah. where do I eat? Like it was I survived the transition. Absolutely. <laughs> Huge transition. I cried every single night, but my dad told me that best advice I ever got. And I throw it to all of the, you know, little Brown girls that I talk to, like you can be res sick all of you want, but you know what? The same people are doing the same things. When you come back, you are not missing anything. You need to go and live your life and do what you're going to do because those people are doing what they're going to do. And they're going to still be doing it when you come back. So I wasn't allowed to come home. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, you're not coming home because then you won't go back. Right. So, yeah, that was, it was rough. You stuck but... it. So you stuck through it. I was going to say, other than, you know, outside of that advice, what, um, you know, what else got you through? Like, what got you going back to practice? And was it just naturally the love for the game or was there so much more to it? I, it, there, it was definitely the love of the game. Katie Rowan is a godsend. I have told her multiple times. I love her. She took me under her wing. We're in the same class together. Uh, And, you know, like, even though I had to like ride in the trunk of her like little scion, she would make sure like I got to practice. (laughs) Like she is just like the kindest. Like I, I think of like, if I need to be nice, what would Katie Rowan do? Like, she Mm -hmm. is just incredible. Love her. Um, so she really helped there, there were a couple other teammates that like really stepped in and, or, you know, made me realize like, Hey, like you are the common denominator here. Like you are like, you're not a victim. Like you were late. Now we have to run. Like, this is your fault. This isn't, Oh, well, this is because of the way it's not because of the way you're raised. Like now, now adjust like, cause now we have problems, like figure it out. And like, we'll help you, but like, you also have to help yourself. Mm. So yeah, like stop cussing at people and being nasty. <laughs> we are trying to help you. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, like my teammates really banded together and, and helped me understand that uh, my behavior and my lack of manners and etiquette from mm. being basically raised by animals <laughs> was not okay at all. Like I actually didn't even know how to dress myself. Um, which also sounds crazy, but, um, you know, you have to dress up for away games. 
I had no idea I had to do that. Um, so I went to like the gap and I pointed at the mannequin and I was like, can I have that in this size? And they gave me the wrong size. Actually, <laughs> um, I was actually just talking about this with Steph Bissett um, the other day when I picked up Jordan. Um, they gave me the wrong size in my button up and because like obviously I'm bigger but I was like super ripped from lifting and I love lifting yeah found that out I, we were tossing the bags the rookies were tossing the bags on the bus and both my sleeves ripped oh. <laughs> oh, we went to Carabas and I had to wear my rain jacket because my sleeves had ripped off <laughs> no idea oh my gosh at 18 years old so oh. Oh my God. Yeah, but you, you live and you learn like not like then obviously I was mortified and so embarrassed but it's like now I look back and I'm like all right I can dress myself now like yay like live and you learn like yeah that was super embarrassing people laughed but I mean now it's hilarious <laughs> well and shout out to your teammates too right I think that's a really cool story and that the things that teammates can do for you when you know you go somewhere new a lot of times right and you don't have your parents or you don't have your family or you don't have your friends or your small circle that you've grown up with your whole life like a lot or of recruited with right go you know and yeah. you just go into this whole new group of people and it's great to see them you know almost take you in as family right and kind yeah. of learn how to navigate it all all the new things together I always like to say that right like um the best advice you can give from me, like one of my best pieces of advice that I like to give to girls that ask about what's the transition from high school to college is like, if you're going to play lacrosse, right? Walk on or trying out or getting recruited to be there. If you get to be in that locker room or in that huddle or on that field, you immediately will have, you know, 30 sisters. Yes. Some of you might get along more, some of you might get along less, but more or less, like you're all there for the same you know, kind of common goal, which I saw in that story. So I thought that was special. Yes. And I, I think the other biggest piece too, uh, that really helped me was, you know, looking around, I'm like, oh, you know, everybody has like the brand new North face and I don't have a jacket. Um, they have brand new Uggs, they have brand, you know, because I'm footing my own bill. I had to have a full-time job in, in college. Um, and I don't have these things. I also don't know where to get these things. I don't know how to purchase these things. Mm -hmm. So, um, just realizing, and there have been other moments in my life where I, I have like that, like imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't like, I, you know, and you start having anxiety and then I'm like, but I am here and I get to be here. And despite, you know, all of these other women, these girls who, you know, have gone to these tournaments and have been a part of these huge club teams, you know, that have made their names. I I still get to be here. I'm here for a reason. And whatever that reason is, we'll figure it out, but like, just be in the moment and appreciate the experience and give everything that you can to that experience. Um, and that certainly helped me out, especially like step my first time stepping foot in the dome on that turf and looking around, like, you know, obviously we all know how big the dome is, but when you're down there and you're looking up and especially now that they've redone it, like it is so huge. And then seeing all your teammates and all these people that you work you're to the bone with every single day and grind it out. Like I, I just felt that like so much right here in my chest. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm here. This is why I came here. 
And that really cemented it for me again. And also not having to play in a blizzard was super nice. <laughs> having to get to use the dome. Though they didn't ever turn the heat on for us. But Oh, was- really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That is, that's so funny. Because um, the year after I graduated Stony Brook, they got an indoor facility. So I, uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I would have loved playing up at Q's uh, on our away games up there. But I never got to play them except for once in the, NCAA playoffs at BC, but then we lost. So, um, it's all right. we all, it's, you know, we all have one, right? Like mine's Northwestern. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, I know. And it's, it's so funny, right? Like, I'm, and I'm just about to ask you that too, because it's one of my favorite like topics now that we're all friendly because we're all on the same side of the wall, right? We've all graduated at some point. Now we get to play professionally, which is an ultimate privilege right and we also get to like culminate these relationships that used to they they used to be my opponents right but now they're my friends um so one of my favorite questions to ask is if you look back on your QC years and you think back to in the huddles or in the locker room or maybe it's on bus trips and um you think about those culture moments or you think about those traditions things that just Syracuse lacrosse has or had um, what would you say some of those like really special things are? Oh, I think that, and again, I, I didn't transfer. I stayed at Syracuse the whole time. Uh, uh, so I don't know how it is with other schools, but, uh, Syracuse really prides ourselves on, on being a family. Like even like our alumni connection, like we're all very tight on, um, you know, our alumni weekends that we have, you know, with, Gary and now obviously with gonna have him with Kayla um we're all of very very well connected to each other uh texting frequently you know commenting frequently on all social media um the emails that get sent out and responding if you know someone has um you know a charity or foundation or something you know it, we send it out to our little group and we give what we can and um I'm I'm always thankful for that, for being a part of something bigger than myself that's so well connected with, you know, you, you go through the trenches with these women and I'm, I'm always thankful for that, which is, you know, one of the reasons why when uh, Steph Bissett asked if Jordan could go to Loomis that, that I, I mean, Steph was there at my baby shower they threw for me in college. So, you know, she's known her since she was in my belly. So of course, I'm going to entrust my pride and joy to you. Um, and just having that connection, it, it means the world to me. Hmm. I love that. That was awesome. And it, you know, kind of had me thinking about all my Stony Brook teammates too, you know, like, it's just so special. It's really great that you guys all continue to support each other too. Like, you know, now everything that you're doing, um, and you wear a lot of hats. We've been ta- we talked about this before the before the uh, episode started, but um, you know, it's always awesome to have that circle behind you, no matter what, no matter where everyone ends up in life. Um, So that's really awesome. Awesome to hear. What do you remember about when you first started to study at at Stony Brook, at Syracuse, um, and you gained a political science degree Mm -hmm. at CUSE with minors in native studies and legal studies. So when you first decided that do you remember deciding that that's what you wanted to study was it something you always wanted to study or was it classes that influenced you how did you kind of come about studying that in school uh I was going to um either be a corporate attorney or an attorney that helped with 
um, all types of land treaties and rights. Um, that is still the goal. It's, you know, now that I, I can take the mommy hat off um, for a little bit, for a couple months here and there during during the year. Um, so yeah, I knew. Oh my goodness, I don't. I can't recall a specific memory. I just felt like that was that was always my calling. And then when you know, of course, again, dating myself, like, it's not like, you know, Google was like a big thing when I was going into college or anything, but, you know, I'm reading these, um, uh, books and they make you, I don't know if they do that anymore, but they would make us take like these tests, like, what are you most suited for? Mm. You know, whatever you're most suited to be a lawyer, a doctor or a truck driver, whatever, um, you know, your senior year, um, and, you know, I, I graduated like a 4.0. I was like in the top, I think 30 of my class. Mm -hmm. Um, and I loved reading super dry, anything legal. And, you know, I took that test and, you know, it said like a politician, lawyer, um, things that I've, well, not the lawyer thing, but, you know, I've ran for office a few times, but, um, yeah, uh, once I got there and I was like, oh my God, con law two, sign me up, please. I don't know who else says that, but <laughs> I still have like all of my, uh, all my college books that like had to deal with like all my law classes downstairs. And I loved every single second of it. And I was like, this is where I feel most comfortable. Um, and they did say, you know, when you first get on campus and they're like, all right, if you want to be, you know, a, a medical doctor, meet in room 304, you know, the second day you're here and we're going to talk, whatever. So I ended up going to um, the legal professions meeting and uh, the professor was not, uh, not very nice. <laughs> like right off the bat, like his vibe was just like the nose was in the air and I don't have to get to know any of you because uh, I, I believe he said a quarter of you will not be here by your senior year. Oh, wow. And I was like, Ooh, well, I'm in. So let's do this. Challenge I love, it. I love yeah. that. I'm like, I'm going to rule the world anyway. So I'll figure out a way to do it. So yeah. And, you know, I was only out of school for a week when I had Jordan, uh, you know, I had her my spring semester, my junior year. Um, and I went right back to class. I just took her with me to class. Um, and I didn't miss a beat. Like I, I still had staples in my stomach when I was walking to class. So, um, yeah, I was like not becoming another statistic. I refused. So, um, and I'm glad that I did that because I, you know, I read so many stories about, you know, women that have children in college while they're trying to complete degrees and they just don't finish. And I, that, oof, it's like a nightmare for me. I don't even want to think about it. So, and now, you know, 15 years later, I'm like, oh, I was going to be a corporate attorney. And now I'm like, well, I still look young anyway. So we're going to do this. So yes, you <laughs> are going to do it. That's and right. Jordan and I will graduate around the same time comes full circle, which is great because then you can just have her, you guys can do it together, you know, and that's even yes. better. And it all, like you said, comes full circle and it makes it all the more special because you're a badass mom while you're doing it. Um, <laughs> so kudos to you first of all um I know we don't have an audience but I'll, I'll do it um and I'm sure there I know they're there, they're there. Yeah, they're there. clapping there. on the floor too oh, yes <laughs> okay so um let's talk professional lacrosse back to lacrosse a little bit so um your first um kind of experience with pro lacrosse was the UWLX correct 
Yes. Um, in 2019. So for our listeners um, listening, there's been about um, three or four different versions of women's professional lacrosse in the last six years or so. Um, and the UWLX was the first one. Um, so you were drafted to that league in 2019. Um, and then you continued on through the Athletes Unlimited um, kind of portal here. We played together last year and this past summer in 2022, you were a facilitator. So for you personally, what does it mean to say that you're a professional lacrosse player? I, I think, I think my experience is a little bit different in that, you know, growing up non-traditional on territory in Tuscarora where we didn't have a long house at the time, not knowing that women shouldn't play lacrosse and then going to college and then finding out that other half of who I am Mm -hmm. and getting death threats and people telling me that creator is sad and upset that I'm playing lacrosse and who do I think I am and everything that comes with that. And then not being able to piece that together because I get to go to my dream school and play. So how is it that creator is upset with me? Mm. Um, I get to play for the first Honoshone women's lacrosse team competing on an international stage. Uh, I get to play in Hawaii. I get to play in Prague. I get to play in London. Uh, I get to meet incredible, like I don't, my brain couldn't comprehend any of that so fighting through all of that um and then also you know being in being at Syracuse which is right there on Onondaga's doorstep and you know meeting all of those people from Onondaga who are uber traditional and certainly are not willing to bend about women playing lacrosse and and you know not like giving me dirty looks when I have my stick in my hand um, being upset with me when they see pictures with Jordan with her stick in her hand um, as a young child. Um, that that was really hurtful for me trying to really push past that and, and trying to understand how this game has given me so much and is truly like a, a piece of me. I don't remember ever not playing, to be honest. Uh, and then having my own people say those things to me about me, whatever, uh, that was hard. Uh, And and how did you, how did you use the game to help you get through that? Just push through and being like, again, being where my feet are, um, being able to give the, you know, opening commencement speech in a, in a very, Oh goodness. Horrible. <laughs> I, I, I want, I, my dream, uh, cause I'm Cuga is one day to be able to be so fluent in Cuga that I dream it. Like I dream in my own language that I like, I get chills thinking about it, that I want that with my whole being and being able to be invited, first of all, to play with all of these incredible athletes and women that I have looked up to, like yourself, who I thought was six foot two, because that's the way you play, and <laughs> Kaylee Waters and, you know, Amber McKenzie, like women that I thought that I would only see in the U.S. lacrosse magazine, I get to stand next to, I get to be in a locker room with, and now I get to give the opening speech in my own language that I am just learning to speak 
because it was taken from my grandmother and never passed to my father was so extremely surreal that's how I get through it and that's how I pass it to others and that's how I pass it to my daughter who I am like you have to learn your language like there's this many of us like this is important and then you can also share it with people like yourself and leagues like AU because they definitely hold that sacred as well and you know as far as I know you know it's just been me these past two years and you know I'm waiting for the next awesome native talent to to come through and and get recruited to our ranks uh that would be so special for me to see so Mm. that was beautifully said um I was going to ask you exactly about that um you know pregame commencement and um it was beautiful it had me pretty much like either just fired up and ready to play or like almost in tears every time so um you know it depended on (laughs) where my mood was at for the game but (laughs) it was right before we were playing so good thing I was in tears right before we were playing but that's a different story um but (laughs) it really was so moving and I knew how much it meant to you there's that one picture that I know that you probably know of too um but we were standing next to each other yes and we gave gave each other a hug in the middle of it and um it was just special because again like I didn't know you until last summer and that's like the really special bonds and moments that you get to make because you're in a locker room with people that you were forced to play against in college for you know or you graduated at different years and your paths never crossed and all of a sudden all 60 women are living in the same hotel you know eating from the same um restaurants and uh being in the same locker room every single day for six weeks. And you just learn so much about people. So I'm just grateful for those little moments because I'll never forget them for sure. (laughs) Same, same. I, it was, it was one of the best summers of my life. Yeah, I agree. Um, So I also, something I also learned in 2021 playing with you is um, how much you care for the well being of your teammates and that conversations are important to you to learn more about people and the people that you're playing with and playing against. And I thought that was a really admirable trait about you as a leader and a teammate. Um, So this is actually one of my favorite questions because as athletes, we hate getting to talk about ourselves in this way. Um, But I'd like to know what you think is your best attribute as a leader. (laughs) Hard, right? I feel like I, oh, that's a weakness. Never mind. <laughs> I feel like I, I have a, a good ability to, to despite all of the hats that I wear at any given time, because I want everyone around me to achieve. I feel like I have a, a really good muscle to bring people together Mm. you know like I people tend to gravitate towards me and talk to me and just like I have very wide shoulders that I am very much willing to hug and let's let's get it out so that you can be better like Mm. whatever that takes and let me feed you because that's like my other thing too (laughs) yes absolutely oh that's amazing my Um, other (laughs) my other gifts amazing taking a quick little time out from our episode here to say a massive thank you for listening 
Dream On started off as a way to have conversations with some of the people that I've been lucky to come in contact with and really dig deep into what makes them tick and how they've become so elite in their spaces. If you're enjoying these conversations as much as I have been, please consider rating us with a solid five stars and leave us a review. I love hearing all of your incredible thoughts on how we can continue to dream on together with these episodes. Oh, and subscribe if you're feeling cool. All right, let's get back to our guest. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And um, I am so excited to kind of talk about these next couple questions here. And it's just more so about like, we talked a lot about the past of, of um, your lacrosse journey. And I want to know a little bit more about what you're hoping for, for the future. Um, and I know that you are on, I mentioned this in the beginning, but you're on the board for the world lacrosse women's box lacrosse in, initiatives. So um, when it comes to box lacrosse, what are your experiences there? You have a couple gold medals playing at some very, very high levels of women's box lacrosse. And as someone who loves playing the game, um, I wish there were more box lacrosse opportunities, you know, in a place where lacrosse is very heavily saturated here on Long Island, right? So I wish for me growing up, I had more box opportunities and I'm hoping that there's more in my future. Um, but what does, what do you think are some of the benefits to playing the box game as well as the field game as a lacrosse player? Uh, well, for women, anyway, mm-hmm. obviously can't speak to men, but uh, for women, I find that women that play both box and field, uh, they're not so whiny. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. they like they can take the hit, you know, because obviously our game is getting way more physical than I ever remember that it was. Um, or maybe that's like the level we're playing at, whatever. But um, yeah, I find that that women that play box are more gritty. Mm. They're, they're more um, and aggressive is not the right word. I really like just, oh, let's go. Like they're so passionate because they they play both and they're willing to, you know, dip in both. And the skill set that you gain, not just, you know, obviously with um stick skill wise, but when you are getting clobbered by someone who's my size uh and you have to think through that like I'm not just running next to you with my stick right here I am watching your feet to see when you're off balance and I'm gonna shove you to the ground right right I'm trying to hook underneath you and maybe feel if you're wearing your rib pads and I'm trying to get in between your ribs right like I am trying to demolish you uh and get you into the boards because I want the ball if you can think through that as I'm doing that to you, you, you can play any position in women's field with the exception of goalie. We're special. We're special, but, um, but you know what I mean? Like it, it takes, cause your brain, especially I feel like as women, like we are for the most part, most women are, are, we're not conditioned to, to be hit, right. We're not typically warriors and fighters. Um, I obviously like it, but <laughs> you have to get into that mindset. You're going to get hit, you know, and to what degree, right? My first box game ever, I'm pumped. I'm like, I'm big, I'm muscular. I'm going to handle this, whatever. Uh, I get put on defense and I go out there and I'm like, oh, I got the ball, right? Here I'm looking up, goalie clear, you know, nice, easy toss. I got it. And then all I see are lights, like 
someone who was half my size because I wasn't paying attention and I was completely off balance and I got my hands up high like I would with like my goalie stick right and oh look at this beautiful on my back done and I, I like once and I'm so confused I'm like disoriented I'm like how did that happen where am I oh yeah and I can hear my coach like get the off the floor what are you get up what are you doing so I get up and I'm like oh oh, yeah I gotta jog to the bench I go to the bench and he slapped me on the back and he was like welcome to box lacrosse yeah and that was my blessing Mm -hmm. um and that never happened again of course but like if you that might scare some people off you know that might scare some girls off and that's totally fine it's not for everybody but the girls that it is for it tightens your field game up so much Mm -hmm. if you can think through all of that feel the cross as a breeze oh I like that I really really like that and and it's so empowering like Mm -hmm. I feel like like you are you are putting your ribs on you're putting your fibers on you're taping them on you're putting your shoulders on you're taping those up it's like it's like a I'm I'm getting ready for battle Mm. And that in and of itself, the music's playing, you know, it's like a typical locker room, but everybody, you know, do you got more tape? You know, like maybe we're taping our sticks up, we're fixing our gloves. It's a whole different vibe. Like we are, we are all getting ready to go into this hardcore battle with each other. And like, I, I thrive off of that. I love it. Throw a little pre-workout in there. Woo, let's go. And we are good to go. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, yeah like fired up to get back out on the field that's for sure um I gotta be you come play for me you you stay here I'll feed you I'll drive you over the border we're going good deal I'll get my knee right and then I will be there um (laughs) for sure yes I love it hey guys Kylie here a short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels you can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Okay, so what are the things that, what are some of the things that you're most passionate about making happen for the future of the game in general? So, you know, making the kind of space of lacrosse a better space in general, the space of women's lacrosse, a better space in general. What are um, some of those things that you're most passionate about doing for the future? So two things. One, first and foremost, is letting all these little girls know that if I can do it, you can do it. Mm. Like it might be hard, you know, it might, it might be a struggle, but if this is something that you really want to do, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Um, and, you know, sharing my story and also, um, you know, being able to, do like stick drives and equipment drives. And, you know, thankfully, obviously women's field lacrosse doesn't require a whole get up um, and, and doing that for um, our local area. 
Um, and obviously teaching the game and coaching. I, I love coaching um, and, and showing like little girls, like, you know, just like, hey, if you pass the ball, like now cut. Now I'm refing as well, you know, so I, I tend to get in trouble with that um, on the weekends. You know, I'm refing the, these little tiny girls and their goggles and they have like their mouth guard attached to them. Gosh. And oh, it's so right. adorable. <laughs> and their little <laughs> ponytail and one of the, it's crooked. And, oh. and they're like pass and I'm like, cut their <laughs> it's and they're like what what like, oh no why are you telling me what to do yeah I'm so confused but like you know I I I um and I'm I'm also coaching or ref in college as well but like all the way up like I love seeing the growth in the game from like these little tiny pipsqueaks to you know obviously collegiate players and even like in the local area high schools like just seeing how much the programs have grown since I obviously went to school um, and helping those players out. Like I have a lot of players that will like come up to me and go, you know, like, what did you think about that call? Or, you know, how could I have done this differently? I can't tell you how many times I've had to like, you know, stop a scrimmage and be like, all right, so this is what shooting space is. Right. That is so infuriating to me when coaches can't properly teach shooting space and then want to complain about it. It's like, okay, well, why don't you come to Athletes Unlimited where there is no shooting space? And I want you, <laughs> this is why we have shooting space. This is why we have it. <laughs> exactly why we have it. So, um, so yeah, so that's number one. And then number two, which I'm, you know, super passionate about um, and like companies like yours and, you know, Dempsey's and Lizzie's like really inspired me um, to get my own company off the ground and do goalie training. Uh, Cause I feel like we just get so left out of the mix, you know, like, oh, you need a warm up, like, all right, go throw the ball over there. Like I'm busy working with everybody else, especially if there's only one goalie. Um, so uh, last year after Athletes Unlimited, I started training um, goalies here individually and I did a few clinics and the need in my area is between men and women. I actually had more men come to my clinic than, than girls, which I want to see more girls want to play goalie and and be the best that they could be in the sport. Um, there's just such a tremendous need for, for, for goalie coaching and like, obviously our mental health. And that's a huge part of our game and, and just being there and being that shoulder, you know, for other goalies that I wish I had had going through it. And like, how do I get recruited? And what do I do if like my teammates, don't want to listen to me or don't see me as a leader, like all of those things. And, you know, you're going through puberty and you have all of these crazy things happening in your life. Like how do we knock that all down and focus on, on the problems at hand and then bring it all together. So yeah, kind of like a very holistic approach. That's we're, we're still percolating. We're going to get it, but I love it. Well, we're going to have to work together soon then. Cause that is so exciting. And I love to see that. Um, when it comes to one last lacrosse question here, and then we're going to get into a little bit of inspiration and some questions from our KO 17 fam. Um, but when it comes to the origin of our game, what is one or a couple things that all lacrosse players should know? Uh, if they don't know the origin of the game, the the actual story of my people and how it was created, I very much highly suggest that you look it up because it is extremely empowering. But just a little tidbit, um, the bat ends up scoring the winning goal 
in our creation story of the, yeah. So was a squirrel and he wanted to play the game Mm -hmm. and the land animals wouldn't take him because he was too small. And obviously he didn't have wings. So the air animals, birds, they, they, they didn't want in. So he made himself, you know, into, well, it's like flying squirrel and bat. It's different in a couple different stories. Um, but because he was so agile, he was able to like build wings because he was so agile and fast, he ends up scoring the winning goal. So I think that, that, that says a lot about, um, players who don't understand what they can contribute to the game. Um, whether they're small or big or whatever their stature is or their build or where they're at, like you can contribute to every single part of this game, uh, and don't count yourself out. So, yeah, I think that was, that's really extremely powerful. And you can, you can Google it, Haudenosaunee lacrosse creation story. It's, it's all over the internet. So. Oh, amazing. Um, actually I have one last lacrosse question for you. It just sparked my, my interest, but, um, we didn't get to talk about your four world championships. Yeah. Shoney, um, national team. So what were some of your favorite memories from that? What did that mean to you ultimately? Um, I know that was, you know, the first of, of its time, right? So um, what did that mean to, to you ultimately? And what were some of your favorite memories? Uh, well, getting to um, build those relationships at the world lacrosse level, I have um, like Fiona, Fiona Clark is one of my very good friends, um, such a sweet human being. Uh, and she's the competition director for world lacrosse. And without her, uh, you know, our women would have never been internationally recognized and be able to, uh, to play, uh, to compete. So I'm thankful for Fiona every day. Uh, cause I wouldn't have had any of those experiences over, oh my gosh, well, more than almost two decades. So, um, I think one of my favorite memories, uh, is every single time, you know, they, they play the anthem for both countries before the game and, you know, interlocking with my teammates. Um, and we close our eyes and before we know it, we're all swaying in unison Mm -hmm. to our anthem. And it's not really our anthem. It's just, you know, one of the social songs, uh, that we have to, you know, give to world lacrosse for the tournament. Uh, because we don't really have like an anthem. Um, but it's so powerful, you know, like, like we talked about, like when, when I would speak before in the games, um, I think hearing your own language, being on the field with all of these women that have gone through very similar struggles that I personally have gone through, you know, with, with growing up the way that I did and the parents that I had and so on and so forth, um, is that much more empowering because we made it you know, whether, you know, we were across seas or we were here on Turtle Island, it was always, it, it always would make me cry before the match because you never know. I mean, as you've experienced, you know, when, when is this going to be the last one? You know, am I, am I going to tear something? Is something going to happen? So before every single match, as we're swaying in unison, I would always think creator that I got to be there and I was having this experience because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that played, has played the biggest role in uh, me retiring from the international game. And I don't have any regrets 
um, because I was always where my feet were and I was always thankful before every game. And I always said, thanks. And I was always grateful, um, for all, all of it, the people and the game itself, my teammates, my coaches, everybody that made it possible for us to get there and, and play. Oh, so well said. I can't wait to hear, um, you know, be there for another game day and just like the before the game feeling, I'm just, uh, you're getting me really excited for it. We've <laughs> <laughs> been talking a lot about it. Yes. Oh man. Okay. All right. This is one of my favorite two-part question to kind of end our actual questions here. And the first piece of it, I think we kind of already covered unless you have another um, piece of advice that you've ever gotten from a mentor or a coach or a special person in your life um, that you've kind of just taken throughout your journey and into life now? Oof. This is going to sound probably morbid. Um, but my dad said, um, that a wounded antelope doesn't go to the watering hole. Um, when I was like upset or, you know, was, you know, I'm a girl, we all go through things. Um, but that's what he would say to me. And I mean, he never elaborated, <laughs> but I always just took that as like, I have to fix my face. I have to be better. I can't be wounded before I go out and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have to fill all of this figure it out, fix it, whatever it is, get right. And then we can proceed. Like, I can't be out there being a big mess and boohooing and crying a big old pity party. Um, and, and just expect good things. So I, again, that, I mean, like I said, he never elaborated, but that's how I took it. Um, I think that was, a it, great sounds right. it sounds yeah. right. So I agree. Um, okay. So let's flip the script here. What is one piece of advice that you hope people who are following you or who look up to you now, one piece of advice that you hope that they take from you? Oh, wow. Wow. Kylie, it's (laughs) it's deep, bro. Um, it's deep on the dream on pod. Please. Yeah. Um, well, um, when people hear my story, uh, or even, you know, bits and parts, they talk about, you know, my, my strength and my resiliency. And like, I don't even know how you did that. Like, wow. And um, my response and my thought process was always, yeah, I had to, hmm. there, there was never like a, well, we just give up now. Like there was always, you find a way and you do it. Um, so I think I would want, um, if people are, are looking up to me and viewing me as a role model is like, never, never, ever give up on your dreams, never, ever quit. And, and like, don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't be a victim. Don't play into it. And I think that, you know, everyone has a story. Everyone has horrible experiences. Um, I could, we could talk for days, um, but I'm never, ever going to let all of those horrible things and the many lives that I've lived come between me and achieving my dreams or letting or helping my daughter and others achieve their dreams. Like plow through, let's go. Plow through, I love it. We're gonna put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Hey guys, Kylie here. A short break from our conversation to remind you to check in on our social channels. You can find little snippets from our episodes on Instagram at at dream.on underscore pod. And if you're a lacrosse stud looking for a unique way to train and develop into the best version of yourself, like our guest here most definitely has, check out the KO17 Lacrosse app in the App Store. That's KO17 Lacrosse. And at D R E A M period O N underscore P O D on Instagram. Come join the fam and we can keep dreaming on together. Okay, enough of that. We back. Okay, we have one question from one of our most loyal listeners. Her name is Sawyer McGuire. Um, and she would like to know how do you feel when the game is on the line and you need to make a play for your team? I think that that goes back to, and that happened actually during uh, my last game for Athletes Unlimited. Uh, we were tied. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't remember who scored the game winning goal on me. I just remember, um, and my daughter was at this game. She was so heartbroken. Um, the draw goes up and I remember we took it down and we took a stupid shot. Mm-hmm. And I said, here it is. <laughs> here it goes. And this is okay. You know what? Because here I am wearing this very super shiny, pretty expensive jersey that I didn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And these nice new turfs that I don't have to pay for either, that I get to take home and run in and just wear the crap out of. Mm-hmm. And this nice stick that I taped up and I said my prayers into and I slept with that night. And this become my partner for these past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Here comes the ball and I get to be here. I get to be here and I get to do this. And you know what, whether we win or we lose, no one can take that from me. I still got to do this. And you know how many people get to do this? Not many, whether that's high school, middle school, pro, this is my experience. And I get to make this whatever I want, win or lose, doesn't matter. And even after that, I can go back, I can watch film, I can figure that out where I can celebrate that I just got to be a part of it. So Jordan was heartbroken. I was not, I'm like, good, cool. <laughs> like, I don't even, like I said, I don't remember who scored on me, but I just remember being like, that was a good shot. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos <laughs> good for you. Like someone gets yeah. to have that. Glad mm-hmm. it was you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having all this experience with me. Oh, that's amazing. That is so well said and such a great way to look at the game. Um, and I definitely try to play with that as well. Um, and it's hard sometimes, right? When sure. you're in the moment for sure. But um, it's something I always try to look back at and wish that I had a little bit more of. So when I get back on the field, I'm going to remember. I'll share my struggle with you so then you can feel it a little bit more. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are into our fun segment here. It's called Quick Finishes. Um, and it's our last piece. And it's kind of like a rapid fire, quick little fun little questions. Right. Some people do rapid fire. Some people take three minutes to answer each question. It's totally up to you. Um, we don't really follow rules here on the Dream On Pod. So <laughs> totally up to you, but really random questions. You ready? Ready. All right. Snow or sand? Oh, I have to pick one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I sweat if it's above 60 degrees Fahrenheit, but I really like mimosas on the beach. But I also think snow is beautiful and I have a husky. Oh. 
Well, I like mimosas. Let's do sand. <laughs> I liked that even. I know, that's where I went with that. Like, no, my dog can go elsewhere. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I don't do karaoke. Oh, mm-hmm. if you had to sing us a song right now, you wouldn't have one? Uh, you are my sunshine. Oh, love that song. I sing that to Jordan. She gets so annoyed. It was cool <laughs> when she was younger. It's just not now. <laughs> not about it at 14. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Tugs on the heartstrings. Um, okay. What is one band or artist that you'd want to see in concert right now? Oh man. Taylor Swift. No, joking. <laughs> Just to say I was, I was there. Say, did you get get ticket? Ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I paid 40 grand for this ticket. Um, you know what? Um, Johnny Cash. Ooh, good one. Good one. Okay. Who is an athlete that you like to follow for inspiration? I follow a lot of people for inspiration. Oh, man. This is going to sound so crazy. And now that I believe in everything he believes in, but David Goggins, because he's a warrior. Um, oh my gosh. And I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Courtney DeWalter. She's a long distance runner. Well, uh-huh. the ultra runs 300 miles at a time runner. Yeah. She's, I wish, I wish she's like running in boy shorts. I'm like, <laughs> Thighs would be so shaped. You go, girl. Same. I am not Same. shaped that way. <laughs> I feel you. Okay. Tacos or pizza? All right. Breakfast pizza or Indian tacos. Oh. So Indian tacos, you have your fry bread that I made you guys. Uh-huh. You put on like meat and beans and cheese, sour cream, like all the fixings on the top. Gosh. <laughs> see where i'm going i'd have to go with if i can have an in and taco that's what i'm having okay deal um what is your favorite place that you've traveled to oh old town in prague mm. they have the best cheese sandwiches oh oh there's like this vendor he's always there and <laughs> like i i snuck out of our hotel while we were there to go get a cheese sandwich like they pickpocket you and everything if they hear your accent and I was like I need that cheese sandwich in my life snuck out to get a cheese oh the best stories come out on this podcast you heard it here first (laughs) okay what's your favorite sports movie well I really love goon Mm-hmm. just because there's so many great one-liners um <laughs> I think yeah I think I'm gonna stick with goon I like it all <laughs> right last last two one thing on your bucket list learn to surf Ooh, come on down to Long Island oh my god I would love to I've been surfing since I was six I'm not oh, that great at it but yeah, yeah come on down okay deal <laughs> All right, cool. Done. I'll come up and play box lacrosse and you'll come down and, and surf. What a trade. I love it. <laughs> I like that one too. All right. Last but not least, who is someone that you're grateful for? Jordan. Hmm. 
you get a whole week with her yeah but i mean after two days like i think she's all right she's a teenager now she's like why are you so obsessed with me i'm like i made you love me oh yeah oh yeah she oh my gosh she's well (laughs) i won't take up any more of your time so you can go spend so more so much more of your precious time with her um but i just wanted to say thank you so much uh it's been so great to not only catch up with you um but really just be able to tap more into your story because i think it's it's something that i'm always interested to learn more about um everybody's stories and I'm just grateful to to know you. I'm grateful to have had you as a teammate. Um, and I'm just grateful to to know that we're going to try to surf and play box lacrosse and do really cool things for the lacrosse world moving forward. So thanks for all you do. Thank you all of it. Thank you, Kylie. And thank you for all you do and all of this. This is awesome. Glad I was a part of it. Thank you. Oh, so am I. Thank you, Dream On listeners. We'll see you guys on the next episode.